Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon Podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. There's a decent chance that every single day you see a symbol for the dollar, pound, euro, or rupee. But where did those symbols come from? Some evolved organically over the course of centuries, while others were the result of design competitions or government decisions. Today, let's talk about those origin stories. First up, the dollar sign. Okay, the American dollar actually traces its origins to the Spanish peso, which Spain adopted in the 1400s. Formerly known as the peso de ocho, or piece of eight, it began circulating around the globe via Spain's far-flung colonies. After the United States was formed, it modeled its new currency after the peso. In 1785, the U.S. officially adopted the dollar sign for its currency. While no one knows its precise origins, the most prominent theory says that it morphed out of the written abbreviation for peso, which was P.S. Researchers theorize someone began combining the two letters, placing the S on top of the P, and eventually dropping the curved portion of the P. 
the resulting symbol, an S with short vertical lines attached to the top and bottom, first appeared in print after 1800. But there are actually three iterations of the dollar sign. Uh, The S with two little lines that don't connect through it, or an S with one vertical line through it, or an S with two vertical lines through it. While the previous theory covers the first two symbols, it doesn't quite explain the third version. One popular theory was suggested by Ayn Rand in her novel Atlas Shrugged, uh, that the double-lined version was created by using the initials for the United States, uh, placing the U over the S. But no documented evidence for this exists. The double lines may just be a way of making the currency signs stand out from the surrounding letters or numbers, and double lines are common in many currency symbols. The dollar and its sign are currently used by more than 20 countries, including Canada, Namibia, and New Zealand. Initials are usually added in front of the symbol to let people know which currency it refers to, like U.S. dollar sign. Next up, the euro. In 1992, 12 European countries joined together to form the European Union, or EU, which was officially established the following year. The purpose of the EU was to enhance cooperation in areas such as citizenship rights and foreign policy, and to create a single currency. Over the next few years, the European Commission, the executive branch of the EU, decided that its new monetary unit would be called the euro, after Europe. The euro symbol was derived from the Greek letter epsilon, which corresponds to the letter E in English and is the first letter in the word Europe. Uh, The symbol is an epsilon with two lines horizontally through the center instead of one. The two parallel lines represent stability. The actual designer of the euro symbol has never been revealed by the European Commission, though. While the euro is one of the youngest currencies in the world, the Indian rupee is one of the oldest, as it can be traced back to the 6th century BCE. However, it didn't have a symbol until 2010. The modern rupee came into existence in 1540, when Sultan Shir Shah Suri created a silver coin named the rupia, after the Sanskrit word rupiakam, meaning a silver coin. The coin kept the same general look until the early 20th century. For most of its years, the rupee was denoted by the letters RS or RE. It received its symbol in 2010, after a design contest was held in India. A professor of design produced the winning symbol. It incorporates elements from both the Roman script and the Devanagari script, which is a script used to write many Indian languages. Those elements include the Devanagari Ra for rupia and the Roman R for the English word rupee. It looks like a Roman capital R without the vertical line, and instead with two parallel horizontal lines at the top. These lines represent India's tricolor flag and the equal symbol. Several other countries use the name rupee or rupia for their currencies, but they don't use the symbol. And then we have the pound sterling. Although the United Kingdom was a founding member of the European Union and remained so until its 2020 Brexit split, it never adopted the euro as its currency. Instead, it kept its pound sterling, considered the oldest living currency in the world. While no one knows for certain how the term pound sterling originated, most currency experts agree that it had some connection to weight and silver. The pound came from poundus, the Latin word for weight 
and one British pound was equal to one pound of silver around the 8th century, which was a huge sum. The pound symbol, a curved uppercase L with a single line horizontally through the center, was derived from the Latin L in the word libra, which is Latin for scales or balances. The pound was adopted as the nation's first currency in 928 CE. The first pound coin was minted in 1489, and in 1717, the UK began to value the pound in gold rather than sterling silver. Some other countries, mostly former British colonies, refer to their own currency as the pound and use the same symbol, like the Egyptian pound and the Nigerian pound. As with the dollar, countries add an initial to designate the country of origin. Today's episode is based on the article, The Fascinating Stories Behind Five of the World's Big Currency Symbols, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Melanie Redzeke McManus. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon Podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtime's a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.